We're taking a break here at the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast, but don't worry, we're not leaving you hanging. Each week this summer, we're counting down our top 12 season one episodes. So tune in each week and get the best of the best content to inspire you to keep moving forward. Then you'll be all ready for our new episodes that are coming out in the fall. Here's today's countdown episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, we're going to talk about trigger foods. Should you bring them in the house? Because when you do, they tend to occupy more space in your mind than they do in your pantry and your freezer. So what's a girl supposed to do with this on-again, off-again relationship with foods that you love and hate at the same time? In this episode, we're going to dive into this topic, and my hope is that you walk away with realistic expectations and a plan to help you move forward. I've been there. promising that I was never going to eat another fill in the blank. It was probably chocolatey and it was probably sweet ever again. I rid my house of the forbidden food, went a few days and started to feel really good. Like so good that I felt like I could handle bringing said food back into the house again. I brought it back in and so the cycle continued. I ate it with control for a couple of days, but then the guilt of having the unhealthy food started to cause a little bit of all or nothing thinking to happen. All or nothing thinking is the idea that a little bit is too much and I might as well throw in the towel because I didn't do it perfectly. And so I would eat more, guilt and shame would pile on, and suddenly I would be back to square one, clearing out the house of the banned food only to wish that I had never said no. Oh, it's such an exhausting cycle, isn't it? And it's pretty predictable. And yet, why do we keep stuck? We keep stuck because the answer of complete abstinence from this food is not always a great solution. We live in a world that is built essentially around tasty treats. Birthday parties, office events, soccer games are loaded with all kinds of processed foods. Now, we know in our wisdom that eating real food most of the time is really the path to great health. However, there is plenty of room for allowance for a variety of foods. And when we start to make these foods seem like something bad or shame-ridden, it gets really hard to moderate it. That inner toddler or that inner teenager that completely rebels against the idea of something being held off limits, well, it gains some juice when we, when we start to say that those foods can't be had. And so what I have found is that 
we need to marry our wants with our wisdom. And this is really where we step back from being the teenager and the toddler to being the wise parent, someone who can see the situation for what it is. And yet that guidance is so enveloped in love and care for the individual that it's really the best solution that comes from that kind of mindset. Because if you're honest, you have been berating yourself like a drill sergeant or like a mean girl. And that outcome, it's not been very helpful. No doubt you're ready to do it differently this time. Should you keep sweets or trigger foods in the house? Well, first of all, I want to come back to the wisdom piece because we do want to be wise. There's so many Bible verses, Proverbs is built upon verses about the importance of inviting wisdom. It speaks of wisdom as being a person. And I believe the Holy Spirit is wisdom. And if you've asked Christ to be the center of your life, to rule and reign in your heart, then you have that same spirit of wisdom, the Holy Spirit within you. Listen to that wisdom. If you're stuck in a cycle where a particular food keeps tripping you up, chances are it could be nice to take a break from it. I say nice because that's kind of a nice thing to do, right? to take a break. This isn't coming from a place of you can't have this food or you're bad if you have it, but it's saying, hey, kiddo, this particular thing, it's been a problem for a while and your brain, it's starting to associate some really negative behaviors with this. Every time you bring it home, you take it to the pantry, you eat it, you know, by yourself, it's not beneficial and it's not glorifying to God. Let's take a break from it for a little while. And you put a date down in your calendar, maybe 30 days from now, and you say, I'm going to revisit it at that point. Anytime your insides start to kind of panic and wish you could have that particular food, I want you to do two things. Number one, remind yourself it's not never. And you can absolutely break that commitment that you made to yourself and go out and buy it. Like it's always an option, right? You're an adult, you have keys, you have a car, you can buy whatever food you need or want to buy. But in this case, do you really want to assure yourself, hey, we're going to We're going to look at this again in the future, but for now, let's just take a little break. And the second thing I want you to do is to meet that desire for that particular food with a alternative. Again, let's go back to the parenting role. Your child comes to you and they really want the chocolate at the checkout, right? And it's 5 p.m. It's time to head home and have dinner. The last thing we need is caffeine and chocolate right before bed. Wise, loving, caring parent who wants the best for their child may do a couple of things. You may say, hey, sweetie, why don't we get one of these instead? And you find a, a great like natural popsicle and you buy those as an alternative. Or maybe you buy the item and you hold it for another time. We look at it, we honor the requests that they've brought to us, and we meet that need. However, because you are the parent, you have some additional wisdom about what the underlying need really is. Maybe it's almost dinner time and your kiddo is actually just hungry. So you take them home, you fill them up with a nourishing meal, right? And they forget about that treat totally. Maybe, and we're kind of bringing a bit of an adult perspective in here, 
Maybe there's an emotional need, right? Maybe you want that particular food that's been held at arm's length because it brings you comfort or it takes you back to childhood or to a time where you felt peace or joy. And so we want to address that in an appropriate way. If you're looking for comfort in this food, how can you find comfort? Now, we know from a biblical perspective that God is the God of all comfort. And sometimes going to him and and getting into his word will meet that need. Try it, right? See, try it on for size. See how it fits. Maybe you need to connect with a loved one to call a friend. Maybe you're desiring to eat that particular food because of stress. Well, that is a different solution, right? Maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to um, sort of do a brain dump and get all of those particular concerns out of your out of your mind. Meet the desire with an appropriate reaction. Don't keep it in the house for just a little bit until you can develop the skills to navigate it at a later date and meet the true need with something tasty that's not so triggery. Uh, or by getting to the root of the problem and meeting that emotional need as well. Avoid the all or nothing thinking about it. Just because you don't bring a trigger food into the house doesn't mean that it's bad. Watch out for your language, like the self-talk that you have, and stop affirming that you don't have control over this food. If your self-talk says, you know, I can't eat this food, I can only have one, well, No wonder why you have a hard time stopping at one. But say the truth from God's word. Like, I am growing. I have this Holy Spirit within me. I am growing in the spirit of self-control. This particular food has been a problem for me in the past. And through God's grace, I'll be able to handle it in the future and speak the truth of his word. But avoid calling things good or bad. Don't call yourself good or bad. Food is just food. It's not a moral decision. What God cares about is the state of your heart. And if you're going to that food for something that only he can provide, go to him first. But I want you to have a plan. Think back about the things that we discussed and maybe even listen to this episode again. There's a particular food that's causing you problems. How do you want to address it? Would you like to sort of remove it from the house for a little while? And if so, how are you going to meet that need that the food was providing? If it's providing taste and deliciousness, well, maybe come up with another treat that's not so triggery, but is also really, really tasty. If it's meeting an emotional need, then take the energy that you use to pursue that food, to buy it, to prepare it, to go for it, to hide it, and use it to meet that need through the scripture, through relationships, through zoning out, right? Staring at the wall, whatever it is that you need to manage your health, do that. Because the Lord, he has more for us than being bound by food. And when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. Oh, and P.S. Are you exhausted from fighting binge eating? Whew. I know how it can just drain you to always be stuck in the middle of a food fight. And the fastest way to get exhausted is to fight the battle on your own. And the truth is a binge, well, it never happens in a peaceful environment. So rather than fighting the darkness, turn on the light. That's why I want to share with you my binge proof action planner, which is going to help you put feet to your faith and creating a purposeful peace-filled plan to overcome binge eating. 
Download it with the link in the show notes. Oh, just one more thing. If you have a moment, could you please, pretty please, with a sprinkle on top, go and leave us a podcast rate and review? When you do that, it's like sprinkling a special podcast fairy dust on the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. It lets Apple and all the other podcast apps know that this is a very helpful, very relevant podcast, and it will show it to lots more women just like you, women who need hope and need food freedom. Do you mind? Awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month deep dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.